The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Fly ball, deep right field, and it's 7-0 OSU. A grand slam for Colin Brigaman. It's a nightmare start for the home team, and the visitors from Payne County have put a touchdown on the board early. Here's Brent Burns, keeps it to the outside. Sam Bennett keeps it in out front. Kachuk is shot. He scores! He scores! Matthew Kachuk, the overtime winner! The Panthers take game one, three, two, the final. Matthew Kachuk ends the marathon, and the Panthers go home happy tonight here in Raleigh. Here comes the freight train across the timeline. Pick his pocket clean. Did Bruce Brown, and Denver's going to win game number two. There's the horn. Denver takes a commanding two games to nothing lead in the Conference Finals. I mean, he can shoot all he wants. It's LeBron James. Good morning. Uh, good to see everybody. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ with you. Friday, May 19. We made it to the weekend, folks. Nose to nose. Cowboys take game one of Bedlam last night. Game two coming up tonight at Mitchell Park. NCAA softball regional starts today, 4 o'clock at Marita Hines Field. OU and Hofstra, game one. Missouri and Cal will play afterwards in game two. PGA Championship, second round underway. Bryson DeChambeau, the leader at four under. Scotty Scheffler and Dustin Johnson among those one shot back up at Oak Hill in Rochester, New York. Uh, a lot of people have been texting in asking what's the deal with Leeds this weekend. They are at West Ham on do you Sunday have a morning. Different text page than I do. I will be listening headed to Albuquerque on Sunday. Matt Mott, the new OU softball or OU soccer coach, stopped by. Gave a lot of people a heart attack right there. OU soccer coach stopped by the booth last night. Uh, I haven't met him in person. He was on our show, but I haven't met him in person. We had a good. Uh, Premier League conversation last night. That was a lot of fun. He threw out the first pitch. Uh, the two new coaches, they both had uh, fairly mm-hmm. good throws, too, yeah. Were they good? Were they good? Um, yeah, the, the wrestling Kish, coach. The wrestling Kish, coach, Kish. Yeah. Uh, was a good throw, but it bounced right before the uh, catcher. But otherwise, they were both dead on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, okay, back to baseball. I was just looking like uh, Oklahoma State wins 13-2 to last night. The Cowboys have now scored 90 runs in the last six games. 
They are averaging Holy 15 cow. runs a game over the last six. 17, 20, 9. They lost that game. They only scored 9. 19, 12, and 13. Pretty sure Holiday walks into uh, living rooms and just says, uh, "You eat cornbread, yes, sir." All right, here's your scholarship. The gosh, they're all so massive. The, human thir- the second home run Brigham hit last night, he didn't even look like he swung <laughs> he hard, swing. and it hit it off the end of the bat. Right, like that's one where I would have gone. Um, can I look at that bat? Well, He's just six foot seven. One of he the just, guys hit a foul ball that went, or a homer that went foul that I'm pretty sure landed in the uh, new Love's uh, Stadium construction. Yeah. They'll find it over there. Goodness gracious. I mean, Braden Carmichael's got his work cut out for him tonight. This lineup is absolutely on fire right now. One through nine. So, going to be tough tonight. Carmichael versus Watts Brown, the pitching matchup tonight at uh, Mitchell Park. start, 6 o'clock pregame. Okay, Teach, last hour, you brought up this opening game thing. Uh, They've only won two out of the last ten. They've only won one opener in Big 12 play. It just continuously puts them behind the eight ball in these series. And to the Sooners' credit, they were able to come back and win games two and three against TCU. Uh non-conference but they came back to win games two and three against stanford which by the way is proving to be massive wins for them i mean i think we knew that would be the case but those stanford wins are giving them a ton of credit because stanford's running away and winning the pac-12 and gonna be a top eight national seed probably um they they obviously uh, won all three against texas they came back to win games two and three against kansas so they've done a nice job but man when you lose the opener, you just you just make it hard on yourself. So what's your recommendation going forward here, Teach, with Douthit or whatever? I don't know, but I, this is actually I was thinking about it driving home last night because it's one thing to drop a, a Friday game or, in the case of last night, a Thursday game, an opening game of a series. My thought process went to Wednesday of – and you yeah. don't want to drop into that loser bracket, but you seem to have this difficulty of coming out of the gate and playing well in opening games of series. And I know that's a different mental approach. It's not necessarily a series, but you don't want to come out and lay an egg on Wednesday and then find yourself battling the rest of the weekend when you're going to need a win or two. So I don't know because you can sit there and say, well, we'll move Carmichael and move him up. But, man, if he goes out – tonight and wins another one that would be what six seven in a row seven in a row i think for seven, him yeah he's won six so right now he's in a, in a good spot like do you move him up and mess with that mentally when he is giving you everything you need on a saturday so in that second game so i i don't know what the answer is i mean obviously someone texted in about this and i don't have the text here in front of me but um Someone made the point of this season you thought going into it that Davis was going to be your guy on Friday right. night and that was going to be a solid Friday night guy for you, and that just didn't work out. And then once you find out uh, Braden's role in the way that he is, like I said, I just don't know if – once you found that out, I don't know if you wanted to mess with things that late in the season and how well he was going. So I don't know what the answer is, to be honest. I don't mind at all moving Braden up. 
I don't either, but you're the going problem, short. Oh yeah, you're going two days short. Right. If he starts tonight and looks good, you can't ask him to turn around and go Wednesday. Mm-hmm. No, that's that was my and that's what I was thinking. So Jamie Hitt gonna go Saturday. You can't ask him to turn around and go Wednesday. Those two guys are eleven and zero. They're your best two starters this year by miles. Douthat was really good until he got moved up to the game one guy, and since then he's gone south on you a bit. He's had a he had a good start against Texas. He had a good start last week against Gonzaga, but for the most part, he's really struggled. So ideally you could kind of move him to the back and go Carmichael hit Douthat, but the schedule advancing like it does for conference tournament play makes that tough. If you could make it to a regional, you could absolutely do that. Sure, yeah, absolutely. In fact, you don't want to get sent home without pitching either Carmichael or Dow- or a hit. So I think if you can make it to a regional, those are your one-two guys. But the question is next week. If you remember last year, they ended up throwing Atwood in game one on Wednesday. And then they went with their normal rotation after that. But they were in a little different spot. Uh because of the way they played against Tech, they were in. And uh, and it worked out. Atwood came out, and he was great. Maybe if they can win the next couple of days, they're in the same spot. Maybe if they take two of three from the Cowboys, they're probably in at that point or really close to it. And you can say, yeah, we're fine. Let's throw Atwood or somebody else in the opener. And and then maybe you could, you could then come back with Carmichael on Thursday. Right. So, but I don't know who that guy is. Like, if there's a, I don't, if you want to say, let's put Douthat in the pen and and start somebody else, I don't think there's, Atwood is probably the best option, but he probably can't go more than three or four. You know, I mean, nobody's stretched out. Atwood has had a good start against Dallas Baptist uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think it was three or four innings. So maybe he's your best option, but that Wednesday start is what complicates things. I, yeah. Here's what I think. Yeah, if it was do. Thursday, then you could you could discuss this a little further. So here's my guess. This is just a guess. I'm gonna guess because you got to get beat twice. Remember, in the Big Twelve, I'm gonna guess they throw off on Wednesday, and I'm gonna guess it's Carson Atwood. You know. It's a position he did exactly a year ago. Game one of the Big 12 tournament. You started him a couple of weeks ago. He's comfortable. And you make it a a bullpen game, but it might be your top line guys. Like, that's what they did against DBU. They went Atwood to Carter Campbell. Uh, Maybe somebody else and then Will Karsten. Maybe like maybe Aaron Weber pitched that night. I can't remember. But it was a bullpen night, but it was your top-line bullpen, guys. I'm going to guess that's what they do Wednesday. And then Carmichael Thursday, hit Friday, Douthat moves to the back for if you're still alive Saturday. That way, if you do make it to the tourney, you're in the order you want to be in.
Yeah. Carson Wentz. And you're only moving those guys up one day next week then. Yeah. Uh, Car- uh, Carson Atwood went three. Campbell went three. Carson Pierce went an inning. Uh, Aaron uh, Weber went a third of an inning. Will Carson an uh, inning and a half to finish okay. it out. Yeah. But those are your dudes right there. Yeah. Those are your dudes. But you just can't move them up two days. You can't do that. I mean, that's dangerous. One day with those two guys, Carmichael and Hit, I mean, they're pretty they got pretty easy deliveries. You know what I mean? They're not like they're not max effort. Doesn't they're not doesn't look like their arms are in danger or anything like that. So But that's just a guess. I do agree. I think they gotta do something. I think they gotta do something. I, you can't keep just going out and falling behind, and you're not going to go into postseason and say, well, we never win an opener. Let's just keep it the way it is. We got two guys over here that are 11-0 and combined. You can't risk not getting those guys to the mound. So he's got some things to think about before they get to Arlington. And those two guys have massive jobs in front of them to stay undefeated the next two days because this Oklahoma State lineup right now is like the Bronx Bombers. I mean, they are crushing the baseball. So, oops. Drop my glasses. Anything else on that conversation you want to add, TJ, before we move on? No, no, that was that was kind of what I wanted to get into just because I was thinking about that on the way home on how Wednesday would fall out. So, And I agree with you. I think that's what they go with. I like, I like Braxton Douthat. He's still like – his opponent batting average is still among the lowest in the Big 12 – just gives up so walk, walk. many free runners, hitting and guys hits. and walking yeah. guys, and mm-hmm. uh, he's his own worst enemy. And then he gets out of it a lot of times, but not last night. They uh, they made him pay for it last night. So anyway, game two tonight coming up at uh, six thirty. We'll have pregame coverage for you at six. Two separate broadcasts tonight. I'll be on radio the whole night. You'll have uh, Chad and uh, Blake Brewster on the ESPN Plus broadcast tonight. Uh, break time, 717 on a Friday morning. Back to your text messages on the Meyer Chevrolet text line next, 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. T-Row in the morning show. The 7 a.m. hour brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. Locally operated out of Norman and Edmond, serving the whole metro area. Shawnee, Yukon, Mustang included in that. An Angie List Superior Service Award winner. Not once, yeah. not, twice, not three times, four times over. BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405-473-8028. Yeah! <laughs> Meyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, Douthat walks too many guys to be an opening series starter. Also, they need to just go back to give regular signs from catcher to pitcher. It seems to slow down the flow of the game when you have to grab something out of your back pocket before every pitch. Well, we just discussed the Douthat situation, so not worth revisiting again. Um, This, so as the year's gone along, this has been interesting to watch, kind of each pitcher has decided what works best for them. 
Um, some guys like the pitch device in the back pocket. Some guys like the walkie-talkie where Skip sends the sign right into the catcher's ear and then he relays it out to the mound. And uh, and that's really the two ways. I mean, if they lost all communication, then, um, then you know, Skip sends the sign to the catcher. But that hasn't happened very often this year. Mm-hmm. So each guy has kind of figured out which he prefers. Sometimes they mix it up just to keep an opponent guessing, you know, off balance a little bit. But, um, the, again, that text seems to probably come from someone who just kind of tuned in last night and said, what are they doing Look, reaching in their back pocket? I mean, this is kind of a deal all year. Some guys have the wristband. Karsten wears the wristband where he looks down at it instead of it being in his back pocket. Yeah, the OSU starter, I think, went the wristband type wristband, device yeah. last night. Yeah. So each guy's kind of figured out, all right, this works best for me. Uh, the tricky thing is you got 20 seconds. So you yeah, that, I think quick. that goes to what they said more than anything. Like mm-hmm. you don't have time to take a breath and step off and say, okay, let me reset my mind here. Um, it's boom, right back at it. So you hit a guy, put him on base. You don't have that time to just take a stroll behind the mound and kind of, you know, refocus and everything. It's like, man, I got to go deliver this next pitch. So mm-hmm. I think that more than the device is probably what yeah. speeds it up sometimes for guys. Uh, <laughs> Jim in Arlington says, Some of you fans only watch Sooner Baseball during big games like Bedlam, like some people only attend church on big days like Easter and then wonder, what's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think about Carmichael. I don't think Carmichael looks at I, – I think he just gets the sign from his brother. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's a back pocket guy. I think that's right. I believe you're right yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, seven walks in the first few innings is terrible. It is. <laughs> and that's been his biggest problem is putting guys on and putting himself into trouble early in games. That's That's been several weeks running now that he's had that problem. I don't remember they, him hitting as many batters as he did last night, though. Thank or, you for that keen insight, by the way. <laughs> Because I thought it was great. <laughs> but I must have been wrong. Three interceptions in the first half is just too many. Uh. <laughs> you know what? That's a lot of walks. I'm texting Toby and telling him that's too many walks. Uh <laughs> The success of the softball team is amazing, and it's uh, clouded the fans' judgment to the point that they argue players commit errors in order to make double plays, and they've lost the game on purpose so they can set the win streak record in the last game in the stadium. It's from Eric in Illinois. Uh, It leads into other sports, too. That would be the last game in the stadium? Oh, that's why they lost when they did. They did it on purpose, yeah. Think about that. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? (laughs) Kendall's back. He's like, one, thank you for explaining the RPI thing. But he says, uh, we were spoiled by last year's run. Now, Kendall, they're on a similar run to what they were last year. Here's the difference. Once you got to this point last year, you trusted that starting pitching a whole lot more probably than you do Mm -hmm. right now, which you have. Yes. But Cade hadn't quite – Cade hadn't become Cade until just about right now. Not even yet. Right. Oh, yeah. It may have been that. Yeah. May going into the Big Twelve tournament. So right. So I'll, I'm going to go back and look to get this exactly right. But 
going into the final series of the year, which was at Texas Tech last year, OU was coming off an 18-0 loss at Wichita State. And we were saying, they're probably in. Yeah. But it would really help if they'd get one in Lubbock, just to make sure. That was the storyline, going to Lubbock. They win two in Lubbock. We're saying, all right, I think now, you know, it's a done deal. But, you know, one in Arlington would, would seal it. Then they run the table, and they're off and running. In Lubbock, um, I'm scrolling to it right now. Jake Bennett had been cruising. Jake Bennett all year long just kind of had it in cruise control. Like every time out, you knew exactly what you were going to get from him. David Sandlin had been up and down. He had had some dominant starts, and he had had some starts where he got shelled early and had to leave. And Kate Horton had not been good at all. He had an ERA of eight. He got knocked out in the Texas Tech game, final day of the regular season, in the second or third inning, if I remember right, and was nowhere near a a guy who you even knew you could count on in the postseason at all. Like, would he even be in the rotation? That's what Cade Horton was at the end of the season, right now, a year ago. So... Uh, yeah, they were very similar to where they are now. They were a little higher in the Big 12 standings a year ago than they are right now. But RPI-wise, NCAA tourney hopes-wise, even, I think, record-wise, let's see, OU won the opener last year over Tech. What did that make them? It made them 32 and 19. So they would have been 31 and 19 going into Lubbock. And this year they were 29 and 22. So they're, they're very similar. But your point is having seen what happened to that starting rotation from this point on, it's hard to imagine that with this year's rotation. Right. Yes. And that being said, one guy's six and zero, and the other guy's five and zero. I know, I know. They're just I, not blow them away, big strikeout pitchers. I but. also don't have uh, Peyton Graham over there dropping bombs. So, a um, little no. more power last year on that. Jimmy team Crooks, yeah. Tanner Treadaway, yeah. Blake Robertson, uh, uh, Brett Squires. Got about Brett Squires, yeah. Who was in right field? Squires was some, but who else was in here? Let me look at the lineup against Tech here. Uh, Robertson, Treadway, Crooks, Clark, Squires started in. Uh, no, he was the DH that day. Pettis, man. Uh, Spikerman was in right. I forgot. Spikerman was in right last year, and Treadway was in center. That's right. That's right. So yeah, but but very similar. The the thing that you're right now with needing the few wins that you're needing and 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 hoping to get in to postseason play, I kind of look back at those two series, and I think they were back-to-back series with Baylor and Kansas State. You lost five of six, is that right, to those two teams? Yeah, with and no Dakota Harris. No Dakota Harris, and, you know, that's probably the major difference in your season right there. You pick up – 
he's healthy and you play those series again, you probably pick up one or two of those games. And again, your your perception completely changes. You're, you're sitting differently in the standings. You're sitting mm-hmm. differently in win totals. You're feeling a whole lot different. Um, Dakota going down the way he did really affected that middle that part of the season. That they go four right and there. nine? Something like that, yeah. Something like that when he was out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, what happened to Aaron Calhoun? He really played well in the Cape, then has barely been seen on the field this year. He struggled. Yeah, he just had. He's had opportunity early on. He had a lot of opportunities. He just he, he was take the closer on opening day. Mm-hmm. Got the save. I think it was like a one, two, three, ninth. Looked great. And then the next time he was used, he got shelled. And since then, he's just. He struggled. He, he's looked better of late. I thought last night he was pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a disappointing season based on expectations going into the year for him. But he's got good stuff, and he's a guy that could still help him on the, down the line here in in uh, in Arlington and beyond if they make it. You can hit on this on the other side if you want to, but this person wants to know or, or says, I'm voting for Skip to challenge Kel Davis and give him that spot start for the opener on Wednesday. Let me think about it. Can you give me the commercial break? I'll give you the commercial break to ponder it. 7.32. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. I've thought about it. I didn't mean to turn this whole show into a baseball show today, but maybe that's where we're at. You know, this is Bedlam weekend, postseason's knocking on the door, there's not a lot going on in football. Maybe that's okay today. Is that okay today, Tej? Oh, I've been fine with it. We've we've had okay. I mean that we've we've responded. A lot of this has been responses to text, so yeah, okay. I think it's fine. All right. Softball Regional starts today, so maybe this is just what this is right now, this time of year. Um, the question before the break was, what about Cale Davis in the Big 12 opener? What are you about going here? Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I, what I don't like about it first, and then I'll tell you what I do like about it. What I don't like about it is he's just not in good form right now. Like, he made an appearance in Gonzaga at Gonzaga, and not good. Had a hard time throwing strikes. Uh, his confidence seems to be shot right now. I don't know if you want to send a guy out there whose confidence is shot to start the Big 12 tournament. So major reservations. What I do like about it is the journalist in me, what a great story that would be. Right? If Cale Davis, after the year he's had, goes out there in the Big 12 opener and shoves, what a great story. Uh, I just don't. I think I would have to see some positive sign between now and then, though, before I would send him out there in that situation. Like, I'd have to see him come in this weekend and look good. Before, because the last memory is not good at all. So, I think my plan would be what I laid out earlier. One of the best wins OU's had in the last couple of weeks was that game at Dallas Baptist. They haven't won there in forever. 
and they got a dominant road victory, and they went with Atwood to open and didn't just kind of pieced it together with their front-line guys. Atwood, Carter, Pierce, Weber, uh, Karsten. Piece it together. You know, you're going to be playing. OU is going to be the 5, 6, or 7 probably. So you're going to be playing OSU, Texas, or K-State probably. Three teams that are in. Three teams that are probably not going to throw their aces in game one because they don't want to, you know, like OU last year, they don't want to risk anything to their their number one guy. So they're probably going to throw off. And you might be able to get away with it, and then you come back with Carmichael in game two, hit in game three, you moved out the to the back of the rotation. I think that would be my plan. I love the idea. I love the story and the idea of Cale Davis having a redeeming start here at the end of the year, especially if it was against Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. What if we had a Cale Davis-Ben Abram Big 12 tourney opener in Arlington? I love the idea. I, I just I, the last memory I have of Kale is a complete meltdown in Spokane. Like you said, the storyline's tremendous. You're just talking with a kid who mentally is. This season has not gone the way he envisioned, the way Skip Johnson envisioned it for him, the way all other Big Twelve coaches and programs envisioned it would go for him, and he's just not in the right frame of mind now tremendous if you could think he could roll out there on Wednesday and flip that and turn his whole season around like you go out there and hear a bulldog on Wednesday pull a Cade Horton then all of a sudden you're you're thinking boy had we just hit a similar ride to last year yeah is this a a key what a kick in the backside that would be right or do you go out there and you you Mentally break a Give kid up down five even in the first. more that is already, like you said, just struggling so much with how his season's gone. There's just no confidence there. So it depends on how must win. I think you feel that game is. Like if they win, well, if they their win two next, of three. I mean, yeah, if they win, uh, yeah, the next two, sure. If they win their next two, and you feel like, all right, we're in now, then maybe you could high risk high reward that opener you know maybe you could do something like that in that opening game and say i don't know if this is going to work or not but if it does jackpot if uh if you don't win the next two and you feel like we got to go get a couple of games in arlington to have a chance you got to go with the guys you trust and i uh, yeah i don't there's not a lot of trust right now in in kale who is a great dude and I think has a future. And I'm really, I hope he comes back next year and they can figure this thing out. But you're right. It's been a tough season. So I guess in the end, all that being said, my answer is maybe, probably (laughs) not. Probably Probably not. not. Most likely not. No. I mean, the scenario for him is you get to that Wednesday game uh whoever however you spot it together does a great job in the early on innings and the offense comes out and puts up big numbers and you have a nice lead and then maybe in the seventh you put him in there and say 
let's go see what he's got. And he gives you two, three good innings and, you know, builds some confidence that way. I mean, that's the best case scenario. Even this weekend, if you get into that situation where you're up big like OSU was last night, and you can give him that opportunity to kind of work through some things. The possibility always exists in a tournament format like in Arlington where you need extra starters. Like you get tossed into the loser's bracket at some point. You got to battle. Your, you could play up to six games, I think, right? So I think it's on the table at some point. I'm just not sure it's game one. But it would but be Toby an awesome likes the story. journey and the storyline there. I, I love the idea. <laughs> I love the idea of the story. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. First things first. Um, they got to go out tonight and find a way to shake it off. And uh, I'm I'm eager to see Jerron Watts Brown, Oklahoma State starter, Long Beach State transfer. He was sensational for them as a freshman last year, and was one of the most highly sought after transfer portal guys in the country. He has. He has not been as dominant as expected going into this year. I think he was the Big 12 preseason newcomer of the year. But he's been good, and he has had moments where he's been electric. He's got great stuff. Mid-90s fastball. uh, Just a, a hard slider. He has struggled with command at times, but can just overpower a lineup when he's on. Yeah, contrast that with Braden Carmichael, who I'm not sure throws it harder than you, Teach. That's hey. Not That's not true, Braden. I'm just kidding. If a, but, hey, he's not going to blow anybody away. He'll throw a fastball by guys a lot, but it's because they're looking for the soft stuff, and then they're like, crap, where'd 89 come from? Yeah. So you got a lefty who throws about 17 pitches for OU tonight and has been lights out, winning six straight starts. And a righty with big-time pro baseball potential, electric stuff going for Oklahoma State tonight. It's, it's kind of a fun contrast of starting pitchers. So, eager to see it tonight, 6.30 at uh, Aildale. TJ says we're going to have a – I hope we have the, – the, the timing the next two days works out nice, potentially, if we stay on track with catching both softball and baseball. Right. Softball starts at 4 today. If they play a tidy game, baseball at 6.30, we can get some spillover fans going to both games. If the if the softball team wins, when the softball team wins today, they play at uh, 2 o'clock tomorrow. Baseball's at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Works nicely. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the weather stays away and fans can catch uh, both of the big games tonight and tomorrow. In Norman. Here's another positive thing for OU, and then I might have exhausted the baseball talk. We'll see. The I've been listening to way too many podcasts, way too many uh, you know, analyzations of the NCAA tournament field, all that kind of stuff. It's a really soft bubble this year. There's not a lot of teams out there that have quality NCAA at large resumes. Um it's not like like OU is in, and behind them there are a long line of quality teams just waiting to take their spot. There's not. It's a really soft bubble. That's good. That's good for OU. 
Now, you you got to always be wary of the one-bid leagues where you have an upset or, you know, an unexpected team goes and wins the SEC tournament. you got some bid stealers out there. There's usually three or four of those a year. But at least that's good for them right now. If you're a bubble team, there's not a lot of company on that bubble. It's a lot of Big 12 teams, honestly, on that bubble. Kansas State might have just sealed their fate last night with that win, but OU, Texas Tech, and TCU are just, they're just living on it right now. So we'll see what, where it all shakes out. They, they, Oklahoma desperately needs to win at least one Bedlam game. Break time, 748. We'll be back. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. We are back statewide. T-Row in the morning show on the Ref Radio Sports Network. The 7 a.m. hour brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. Your local roofer. Locally, uh, locally operated in Norman and Edmond, BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405-473-8028. They can do it all. Yeah! Stop shop for customers looking for one contractor, Black Thunder Roofing. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I 100% blindly agree with what the next person says on the next text. Hmm. All right. All right. This is interesting. All right. All right, let's click on this one. This is what you agree with. OU baseball and basketball rosters remind me of what the football roster was before BV started turning it over. Small. And as if coaches are being careful in recruiting as if directed by leadership. Go get some grown men. (laughs) Stupid take. (laughs) No offense to you, whoever sent that in. Sorry sorry if that was you, Dad. Wow. Well, I mean, TJ, how many guys got taken in the Major League Draft last year? Uh, several, several. 11 guys. <laughs> 13 if you count the two guys that OU was going to get in the transfer portal that also got drafted and didn't come in. 13 guys were taken last year in the Major League Draft. They went out and got a lot of new talent, young guys, guys that are you know, going to take a while to develop. They're having an okay year. They got a chance for the NCAA tournament here. But there's nothing, what, what accusation about the administration there or something, keeping rosters small or no, t- whatever. <laughs> hey, we want Ridiculous. good leaders and make sure they're not big and muscular. Nobody had more talent in the Major League Draft last year than the Oklahoma Sooners. All right, so... That was. I know you're upset that you got beat last night bad, but get a grip. The baseball program is fine. They're actually having a good year. Are they 51 and one? No, but they're having a good year, and they've got good players. Yeah, stupid. That was stupid. <laughs> I don't know, talent, they're not big enough. What? Oh, my God. Uh, no offense. I'm sorry. Whoever that was, I'm sorry. But don't – that was stupid. <laughs> Read that again. Read that again. I clicked off of it. Now let me go back. Okay. Uh, OU baseball and basketball rosters remind me of what the football roster was before BV started turning it over. Small 
and as if coaches are being careful in recruiting as if directed by leadership, go get some grown men. As if being careful in recruiting, as if being directed by leadership. What in the heck does that mean? Uh, hey, guys, listen. <laughs> don't get too talented of players out there, okay? Listen, Only hey, leaders can be small and scrawny, okay? Hey, Skip, this is Joe. Uh, I know you got a shot at this real blue chipper. Could be a first-round pitcher. But if you don't mind, don't get him. Okay, go ahead. You've irritated me now. I didn't do anything. You read the text message. It's it's, it's your fault. I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, by the way, that person texted in. Uh, apparently, it's uh, Carly. Carly, Curly, Carly. It's CJ's fault. I don't like this playing on Thursday night and then having to come having on to come afterwards. In. We never really Friday have to morning. respond to the Friday game, typically. Right, so. right. <laughs> Uh, How come the baseball team doesn't win every game by 10? I'll take it off the air. Do you guys know a rainout schedule by chance for softball? I have not. No. Toby said there's a window there, what, at 4 o'clock or so, so it might be shifted back an hour or so if they think it's going to clear for both games, if they think they're getting something between 4 and 5, but I have not heard anything, no. So, Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think it would just completely be flexible pending on the situation sure i don't think there's a pre i don't think there's an in advance schedule of what it would be Is uh, that it? can you ban stupid people from your text line this one says to finish it uh, off we're not big banners on the t-row in the morning uh, show. Toby That's just usually tells them they're stupid and moves chris on. planks i don't do it what have i ever done that but come on you gotta admit that was a dumb text message no, I'm just messing as with if you. directed by administration you guys all think i'm the mean one no. Go get some grown men. Okay. Jeez. We'll be back.